Welcome to the Aging Project podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Shelley Craft. As I've got older, I've come to realise we all need advice when it comes to aging well. So for season one of the show, I've pulled together the best possible support team for us. Doctors, researchers, coaches and creatives. Nothing is off limits. Food and nutrition, movement and mobility, menopause and gut health finding a sense of meaning. I want to cover it all. I believe with the Aging Project community banded together, our choices will be infinitely better, more informed, more considered. So if like me, you believe aging well starts now, then let's get going and start learning from some of the best. Welcome to today's episode. Actually dawned on me that I was wasting so much food and that it could be put to use. And it was really that light bulb moment that in fact, could do something about it but I still didn't ever at that moment become or think that I would start a charity I just thought let's take that food and feed people which is what I did I was this rogue food rescuer welcome to this week's episode where we touch on the topic of purpose with the wonderful Ronnie Khan we wanted to explore this topic because obviously we think it's an important part of the aging well puzzle In my own life, I've noticed those with a sense of purpose age well. They seem to have more energy, they seem happier, and Ronnie is the perfect example of that. I've also noticed those without a sense of purpose can start to feel lost as they move into their 50s, when the kids leave home and create their own lives. And to be really honest, I've been exploring my own sense of purpose recently. So I hope today's conversation with Ronnie gets you thinking. It's about how your own life experiences could perhaps collectively be connected to what your purpose is. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Well, if anyone has been living under a rock here in Australia and and across the world for perhaps the last 20 years, perhaps you don't know about the fabulous Ronnie Khan, but she is one extraordinary woman, or do I say Ronnie Khan AO? How exciting to have those letters after your name. Um, Ronnie is the driving force behind Oz Harvest, which is undoubtedly one of the greatest charity organisations here in Australia, who has been doing wonderful things for Aussies in need since 2004. Ronnie, today really is all about you, though, and how Oz Harvest, I guess, helped you finding your purpose in life, which we have now learned um, so much of living a long and healthy life comes from having a really strong purpose. But this is something that obviously evolved for you over time. So let's go back to the very, very beginning of um, your working life, because it didn't start, obviously, with a charity, did it? Certainly didn't. And that was the furthest thing from my mind. I certainly didn't grow up as a little girl thinking one day I want to start a charity, nor did I. It was not even on the radar. So um, my working life began, well, really at 14 was my first job in the equivalent of like a Woolworths or a more department store, but a very, maybe a best and less. (laughs) Where so many of us start. I was a Macca's girl from the age of 14. So (laughs) anyway, then I, as we, you know, I I lived on a kibbutz for many years and that working life was never about money. It was about being of service, doing what was needed. But at that time I was young and that wasn't the most exciting thing either. I loved, I loved being there, but didn't like the roles that I was asked to take on. Mm -hmm. The move to Australia was obviously uh, one out of personal choice for you? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I had spent a couple of years here previously um, and thought it was God's gift of a country. Nothing's changed. (laughs) I think it's the promised land. Um, But came here and then really had never heard the word entrepreneur, but in hindsight, clearly just did what I needed to do to make the best of everything and landed up building a couple of businesses until I stumbled, really stumbled across purpose in a way because everything I'd done, every job I've ever done, I've done with my full heart and and in the best way that I could and loved you know, certainly my working life in Australia. I loved everything about it. But everything shifted when it had another focus, when the focus was literally about serving other people and not not just thinking about immediate reward and doing something for the sake of getting money, really. So the business that you set up here was um, catering, hospitality and events. And obviously, you know, it's easy now to say, well, Oz Harvest is a lovely evolution of that because it's still sort of around the same guidelines of sharing events, sharing food, coming together for that that beautiful idea of of a meal. But I guess in the throes of having this fantastic catering business, um, as you say, still wasn't really that that. Um, light bulb moment for starting a a food charity? Not at all. I mean, the beauty of that business was really we were marking a unique moment in the life of either an individual or a business because it was catering was one part of it, but really it, it was a boutique event management company. So it was putting together the whole event. And there was something incredibly rewarding about that. People were left with magnificent memories. It's just, you know, you did it in the morning and by the next day, it was gone and over. They were left with their memories. From my part, I was just moving on to the next thing. But you were left with a mountain of food at the end of some events. Exactly. And what was so extraordinary around that whole notion was this notion of sharing because an event is really about sharing this precious moment But so often, and I would say mostly, we share precious moments around food. Food is that aggregator. Food is that generous way in which we can showcase love and abundance, success, you know, in in so many ways. If you think about every party you've gone to, there's always an element of food. It might just be to stop you getting drunk. But it also is a way of showcasing, you know, a a level of either sophistication or not, but it's sharing. Breaking bread is precious. And that element of my events was ever present. And so I had created for myself a problem because I always overcated. And that notion that suddenly that, you know, uh, it took me years before it actually dawned on me that I was wasting so much food and that it could be put to use. And it was really that light bulb moment that, in fact, 
could do something about it. But I still didn't ever at that moment become or think that I would start a charity. I just thought, let's take that food and feed people, which is what I did. I was this rogue food rescuer. (laughs) (laughs) And so first of all, it was from your own events. You'd sort of take what you could at the end of an evening or an event, put it in the back of your car and just go and find someone who needed it. So how are you enjoying the ageing project so far? You know this is our first series of the podcast and if there is anything that you would like to hear or talk about, perhaps for series two, we would love to hear from you. So reach out at The Ageing Project. We are here for you, we are a community and we cannot wait to connect. That is at The Ageing Project. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't know, I I didn't, I knew... I didn't know the extent of need. I didn't know the scale of food. All I knew was, wow, I've got a car full of food. Where would be good to take it to? And I'd driven past a charity. It was the only kind of one that I knew. So I thought I'll just take it there, which I did in the middle of the night. And they said, this is amazing. I said, so if there's more, would you like it? And they said, yeah. I said, was there anyone else who might want? They said, oh, they didn't want to tell me at first because they wanted, they were worried that it wouldn't be enough for them. I said, no, 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 there's lots. There's, <laughs> And that's how it started. And so it suddenly, yeah, dawned on me that, wow, I'm solving a problem for myself. And in a way, therein lies a little clue for people who are looking for purpose. Because sometimes when we solve a problem for ourselves, many others have the same problem. And in my case, it turned out, I guess, 195 million meals later, it wasn't such a bad idea. Oh, my God. It's an absolutely cracking idea. <laughs> That's what it is. But as you say, that that first little moment must have felt um, so uplifting and, and heartwarming. Yet I always find when, when you find yourself... Um, in the position to, to give to someone else, there's always this little sort of selfish twinge that goes, oh, that made me feel good, you know. Yeah. I got so much out of that myself and yet that's kind yeah. of a, a guilty pleasure in a way. Oh, absolutely, without any doubt. I mean, my joy was quadrupled because it just felt, wow, hallelujah, one, I'm doing something, but, oh, my God, it makes one feel so good. And that's where I think that joy and most people, you know, when I share with them, go and volunteer, go and do something because, yeah, you're doing something and it's useful for others, but trust me, that what you get back is so much more valuable than what you give. <laughs> and there's no that doubt you took that feeling next level, next level, next level, and now have given people who, I mean, we can't all just go out and, and start a business or start a charity for so many reasons. We may not have um, the skills or the knowledge or the, the time, the support, but you can always find something that you align with to be able to help someone in, in their pursuit. Totally. And in my mentoring and in all my talks, I try and say, I happen to have been gifted this this gap. There was a gap. I, I, I had a problem, needed a solution, found it, and it turned out that many, 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 many others needed that solution. But the truth is, if you've got a great idea, nobody's done it, and you think it's going to benefit humanity as well as yourself, go and do it. 
But if you've got a great idea to do something that you're seeing being done already, why don't you go and ask that person if you can help them, if you can support them, if you can make their business better or their organization better. We don't all have to start a charity. That's right, because it's not easy, is it? And obviously there's that, we can probably have a, we can have a wonderful chat to you about um, starting businesses as well down the track, but this is all about getting the most out of, out of your life and, and your purpose. Um, you are obviously a, a mum, a working mum, and also running a charity. What is your purpose now? What do you find is your drive to get up every morning and, and go about business or go about your life? Yeah, well, first of all, it is so easy to answer that. So number one, I've now got 291 people whose lives have shifted and changed because they work for Oz Harvest, who literally wake up feeling useful, feeling purposeful, and having chosen and made a choice about working in a space that is positive, um, loving, energetic, and they belong to that workspace. You know, in the last 18 years, I've never done a day's work. When you love what you do, it's not like you get up. I could work 24-7. So, first of all, I have this beautiful family that are inspired and love what they do. But we work with over you know, about 2,000 organizations, about three and a half or 4,000 food donors. Um, we impact literally hundreds of thousands of people every month. Now, you know, I wake up every single morning just filled with gratitude, filled with utter sheer pinching myself that I've woken up in a bed, I've got a roof over my head, I've got walls around me, and I'm just so excited to get up and see what can I do more today <laughs> that will make a bigger difference. But what's changed today between 17 years ago is the fact that I now understand the connection between, number one, what we do, rescuing food, the impact it has on people, the health aspects of what it does to their lives, and the fact that by saving all that food, it doesn't go to landfill. So our whole, the whole cycle of, of food, food waste, environmental issues, it took me a while when I started Us Harvest to realize that one, we'd built and I was building a social organization, but I was also building an environmental organization. So what drives me today is the fact that Us Harvest fulfills five of the UN SDG goals. And those are around the best way to live our lives on this planet. And one of them is the UN SDG goal 12.3, which the world has committed to, Australia has committed to because of the work Oz Harvest has done, and we went and got our government to commit to this goal in 2015, 
We are now in 2021. That goal is we have to halve food waste by 2030. And very little has been done about it until the last couple of years through pushing, shoving, creating a zero food waste summit, getting government on board. Australia is now committed. We have nine years left. So we've put a stake in the ground around really commitments and education and the stuff we have to do to get Australian citizens on board. So there's an urgency and it's at all levels of society. So that inspires me to wake up every morning and to make sure that we all understand our role and how each and every one of us can take action and be an activist without having to go and stand and protest, without having to go and chain themselves somewhere, without having to buy an electric car, because not all of us can do that, without putting solar on our roofs, because not everyone can do that. But we actually all can take action in our kitchens. And that's really why we've just launched this whole new campaign. Well, please tell us, and we will all find our own individual purpose, but this one is in our kitchen and it's here and it's now and it's waiting and it's something we can all do. So, yes, zero food waste for Australians. What can we do here as as the, um, I guess, the grocery shoppers in our own families to help you and, and help the country? Yeah. Well, what we know is that household food waste if we can halve household food waste between 2030, we are halfway there to getting our goal of halving food waste. So we all have an imperative to do something. Most of us don't understand that food waste is connected to climate change, that food waste is worse than the plastic industry. It's worse than extraction of coal. It's worse than the aviation industry. We don't know that. So we have to know this. But once we know this, what we know is that we have to not waste food in our homes. And to do that is really challenging to our minds, to shifting our behavior. So we did world first research, really exciting world first research that took the likelihood matrix of what it's gonna take for us to shift our behavior. And you're going to smile and laugh because it's called Use It Up Tape. <laughs> yes. And we created it. It's a world first. Nobody's ever created sticky tape that's on paper, that's recyclable and reusable. And we want people to put it on their fridge, on a shelf in their fridge, and move everything in their fridge that needs to be used up onto that shelf. Yes, that's so practical. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't it the cutest? It's most simple and easy. And what, for example, if you've got a half-eaten yogurt, you put it on the use-it-up shelf rather than in the back corner so that nobody takes the next yogurt and opens it before they've used up the yes. previous one. My goodness, that's so easy. I know, and you can get Use It Up tape from Oz Harvest for free. We just ask for postage and handling, and we want everyone to use it. Make your own if you don't want to get ours, but actually follow the behavior, and you can find out more on the Oz Harvest website. But I also want to share, and that, that will make each of us, one, feel useful, and it is so useful. It's also going to save you money thousands of dollars 
of not wasting food. Because what happens is, and what the research showed, was that families get engaged so it doesn't become just the role of the shopper to be standing there and saying, I don't want you to waste food. The family get engaged. It becomes a little bit, you stick it on your on your pantry shelf, you stick it on your uh, kitchen bench, and everybody can use it. So this is an ever-evolving thing for you. Obviously, it wasn't enough just to, to save all the food in all of our capital cities from all our restaurants. It never stops, and the ideas just keep on coming. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's the power of purpose. It doesn't, it really, 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 it doesn't stop. When you understand intention, mindfulness, living in service, you just have to keep thinking, what more can you do? How can you add value? It's really all about adding value. And yeah, I think that's that's the secret. So, Ronnie, do you have any time for self-care and self-love or are you just pouring it out there and and giving it to everybody else you better believe it of course i've got time for self-care and self-love first of all what i'm doing every day is self-care and self-love get in the world is knowing that i'm making a difference you know yesterday i literally i was on the street just um standing and having a coffee with someone because yesterday wasn't today (laughs) and um a guy really nice beautiful looking guy came past walked past I didn't even notice him but stopped and came back and said sorry to interrupt can I just say something I mean it it does happen quite often so I said sure you're pretty hard to miss Ronnie let's be honest well I think so I'm generally you know yeah visible (laughs) exuding energy and power and this awesome glowing light and this was a guy must have been in his 40s he said I just want to thank you he said I read your book he said I loved it I loved it to bits he said and you said in the book just start he said I've become a volunteer at Lifeline it's a start isn't it he said I've changed my life now that's powerful you know that's powerful and I don't take that lightly in fact I'm always so moved and touched that whether it's my book a repurposed life or whether it's us harvest which I know shifts and changes lives every day so how could so self-care for me apart from that joy, of course I do. I do yoga. I walk. I swim. I read. I see friends. I'm with my children. I'm with my partner. You know, yes, of course, because it's that old thing. You know, everybody uses that analogy. Put the oxygen on yourself so that first. But I have to say, in my case, the oxygen is really all around me. 24-7. You are one extraordinary human and there is no doubt in my mind that our chat today has inspired so many, not just to obviously get a hold of repurpose for themselves, but to look at what they already do, uh, what already brings them joy, perhaps in their work life, that could then yeah. grow into something else, a passion that they already have that could be extended to to that giving back 
idea and we can tell you are the living, breathing evidence that giving back to the world gives so much to yourself as a person. You're a change maker, Ronnie. You're a motivator and I would go so far as to say you are a superhero. Thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you so very much for sharing what I do, why it's important, how we can all make a difference. Yeah, it's just, it's, I'm blessed and I believe we all are and we can all do whatever it is we need to do. So there you have it. Isn't Ronnie Khan an inspiration? When I reflect on her story, it's clear to me that she always looked for signs and she followed her intuition. It started that night when she noticed the amount of food waste after one of her own events. So she took action towards her purpose, a first step. Chatting with Ronnie, it also dawned on me that we can have more than one purpose and we can help others out with theirs. I love the idea of our community supporting Ronnie in her purpose to have food waste in our own homes. I didn't realise it was such a contributing factor. But the question is, what is your purpose? If you're not sure, don't stress. Just keep looking for the topics that interest you and maybe start a conversation with someone you trust. It might start with, do you believe having a purpose matters as we get older? See you next week for the final episode of our 12-week challenge. We are chatting to none other than the original wellness guru, Dr. Frank Lipman in New York. And for those asking, season two isn't far away. We love bringing you episodes each week and look forward to airing many more. Thank you so much for the love and support. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelley Craft, and this is The Aging Project. The Aging Project is brought to you by Poly Studio. They're our go-to team for all things podcasting.